The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one rated sportsbook app. We love it. Love the code, Ross. Over at DraftKings, I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Podcasts did the college draft today with Emory Hunt, which was awesome. Tomorrow we'll have Andrew Brandt on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Joe Dolan going over his tight end tiers. If you're into fantasy, you got to listen to Tiers of Dolan. And look, I just got to tell you, my college roommate, teammate, fraternity brother, Kyle Brandt. He was unbelievable on Monday's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you didn't listen to that yet or watch it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, you really need to go ahead and do that. Trust me. At Ross Tucker NFL, by the way, is where I can be found everywhere. Always appreciate the retweets, the likes, all of that stuff. Those of you listening to the RTFP know that gets you a chance to win a little something something at the end of every week. At Ross Tucker Pod is the official podcast handle, uh, Twitter handle, I should say, of the podcast and Instagram, for that matter. And I am fired up. Not only am I fired up because it's an Even Money podcast, and we've got my guy, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. But we also, this is our first week of official bets. I mean, we're three weeks out. So it's time to do our AFC win totals this week, NFC win totals next week, and then before you know it, it'll be week one. Steve and I will make our picks. We're doing them on Tuesdays this year, so we can give you guys even more of an edge in terms of line movement earlier in the week. Should be awesome. I guess, Steve, before we get into the AFC season win total stuff, and I can't wait for that. I wanted to get your thoughts. Any new thoughts, NBA, NHL, MLB, since last week, based on what you've seen? Any tidbits you want to give people to bet this week or next or whatever before we get into the football? 
Yeah, let's talk about the big three at the NBA, Milwaukee and the two L.A. teams. Frankly, these have been the co-favorites throughout the year, all at around three to one. And Lakers are surging. Lakers absolutely have dominated Portland. And in the meantime, what has happened to Milwaukee? Chris Middleton has completely disappeared in the playoffs. I know Milwaukee's three and one, but it sure looks like Giannis and nothing else for that team. We've got to be concerned about Milwaukee not having a number two right now. And the Clippers, uh, two and two against Doncic. And no Porzingis game four, no problem. Got to worry that that Clippers summer camp where five players went AWOL has impacted the Clippers and their preparation. So if I had to make a choice today, I think I've been on Milwaukee the entire time, but it would be hard to ignore what the Lakers have just done. Yeah, this it, it feels like it changes based on the day over the last couple of days, but certainly – I think the NBA bubble playoffs have been surprising. It's been fun to head on over to betql.com or the BetQL app and see how their best bets and their algorithms are changing based on a couple games of sample size. I've told you guys before, that's where I go for these other sports especially. But even during football season, a lot of times it might reinforce my thoughts or give me a little bit of hesitation before I lay a bet here on the Even Money podcast, or maybe even the best bet with me and Steve. So do what I do. Go to betql.com, enter the code ROSS20. You get 20% off your first payment. So a great way to, in September, even right now, I mean, I would do the month right now, right? Do it for the rest of the NBA, NHL playoffs. Do it for MLB. And then do it for the first couple weeks of the NFL season. If you don't like it, cancel it after a month. But this is like the best month ever to go to betql.com, enter the code ROSS20, or just use the BetQL app. Speaking of using it, Steve, we use DraftKings for our season win totals. How good does it feel? That Look, I don't want to – you learn this anytime you're placing bets. I don't want to declare victory until it's over, especially since it hasn't even started yet. But I must admit, Steve, very promising start so far for the NFL as it relates to the coronavirus and COVID and has me feeling more optimistic than ever that they can pull this off and have a full season. No doubt. And Frankly, I'm encouraged by the overall numbers. The concern was we opened the country back up, or certainly parts of it, and we saw all the numbers spiking in terms of cases and the like. And now we're seeing a situation where the average number of cases in the country are going down, number of deaths are largely flat. And I think that given that, and given we have good protocol and testing, it's a go and I fully expect a complete NFL season. Man, that would be nice, as they say. Really nice. All right, let's dive into it. And we'll do it uh, alphabetical order, because that's how it's listed at DraftKings. So we will start, Steve, with the Baltimore Ravens. Their over-under is 11. Let me ask you this, because after we a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago, we went over our um, our odds to this point. 
you know, our numbers over the last four years, not our odds, but our performance over the last four years. And there were some people that said, well, how does the juice affect that? You know, what, how much different would that be? So let me ask something like for the Baltimore Ravens, the over 11 is minus 115. The under 11 is minus 106. I mean, I feel like you get to a point, Steve, where it's like the difference is so minimal. It's like, are we really going to – I just don't want to bog down the show by being like, well, this is minus one, This is minus 106. I know you're the numbers guy and everyone matters, but come on. Like it's the over-under. We're telling you whether we like the over, the under, or it's a no play. Yeah, as long as you're Vegas close to minus 110, I grade it at the minus 110 overall. And if you – once it goes above minus 120, minus 120 or above, I think you've got to take that into consideration, and our graders should take that into consideration. Otherwise, just grade it at the standard minus $1.10. All right, so what do you have when you take a look at the Baltimore Ravens over under of 11? You know, frankly, I'm surprised that there's an 11 out there because Baltimore, for most of the year, was the clear-cut best team in the NFL they went on a run in the second half of the year that was just incredible. And the feeling was that, hey, defenses are going to catch up to that run-heavy offense that they have, and eventually it's not going to work. And it just got better and better throughout the entire year. Um, having said that, and as awesome as Baltimore is, I have seen this movie before. When you see a team that was only supposed to win eight or eight and a half games like Baltimore was last year, and they suddenly go up to 14 – what comes up typically comes back down. I know it didn't happen last year, but I just can't see Lamar Jackson continuing to run as much as he has. If you keep running that much, you wind up getting hurt, and that would be a huge blow to Baltimore. I'm going to pass on the 11. This is a no play for me uh, for some of the reasons you just mentioned. You know, one of the big ones for me is I am very confident that the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals are all better. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all going to beat Baltimore, but it gives them a chance. They're all better. They, they really are. And then you combine that with no Marshall Yonda at right guard and the Earl Thomas saga that played out over the weekend. This is a no play for me. I think 11 is the exact right number. So instead, we'll keep it moving. And the next AFC team, the Buffalo Bills, their win total is eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half. Wow. There's some certainly some opinion in these numbers because nines are absolutely out there for Buffalo. I'll pass at eight and a half. I got to tell you, Josh Allen, a lot of people feel he's going to make that next step this coming year. I'm not necessarily sure that I agree. I still have him as a below average quarterback. That defense is awesome. But it was awesome last year. So that defense isn't going to get any better. And Buffalo last year, they only beat one team that wound up with a winning record all year long. So basically, they had a nice win against Dallas, but they beat up on losing teams. Their one win against a, win, a team that wound up with the winning record, Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota. Titans only got seven points in that game. I'm not convinced that Buffalo can beat winning teams. So at eight and a half, though, I'll pass. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Bills don't win nine games. I think they have a beautiful roster. I think that they have depth and talent pretty much everywhere. 
You added a, a true number one wide receiver in Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen in year three. I thought he made strides between year one and year two. I don't see how with Stephon Diggs, he doesn't make more strides in year three. Obviously, the Patriots no longer have Tom Brady and seven or eight guys opted out, whatever the number is. I like the over for the Buffalo Bills. By the way, the over eight and a half is minus 143. Uh, minus 143 for the over eight and a half for the Bills, but I like it. All right. How about the Cincinnati Bengals, your hometown team growing up, Steve? Their win total is five and a half. I'm going to lean to five and a half on the over. I certainly love Joe Burrow. I think that with any kind of a good roster, he would be a great success. We have to be concerned about how he's going to do for the Bengals. Remember, the Bengals weren't as bad as the two wins they put up last year. Uh, Ryan Finley, three horrific starts for Andy Dalton. That didn't help the overall stats for the Bengals. A.J. Green being injured. So uh, the Bengals with more weapons for Joe Burrow this year. And Zach Taylor may not be a very good coach, but it is in a second year at least. So some continuity in coaching there. I'll lean over for the Bengals. So for me, the, the Bengals, this is a lean under. For me, and I know you probably even have the data on statistically a team winning two games and then winning less than six the next year. Uh, the issues I have are still a rookie quarterback, no matter how good he is, that didn't have the OTAs, the mini camp, or any preseason games. And I have them rated as my worst offensive line in the NFL. That's a problem. They already lose the corner they spent for in free agency, train weight, Trey Waynes with the torn peck. I, I just – and, like I said, I think the rest of the division is better. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they get the six wins, but I don't think I would bet on it. I think five and a half is the right number, but if I had to lean one way or the other, I would lean to the under for the Cincinnati Bengals. Up next, the other team in Ohio, Cleveland Browns. Their win total is eight and a half, Steve. All right. I'm going to go best bet under eight and a half two units on the Browns, and it's all about a history of organizational fail for Cleveland. I get it. The roster is loaded. The skill position players are loaded with those two wide receivers and Chubb in the backfield. They upgrade the O-line in the draft and get a key free agent. But I got to see Baker Mayfield not rolling into pressure and getting sacked, uh, something he consistently has done. I got to see Baker Mayfield prove it where for the last two years he has completely underperformed. And I understand Stefanski should be an upgrade at coaching, but bottom line, three coaches in three years for Baker and company. And the wise guys, for whatever reason, the betters love to bet on the Browns, and the Browns have consistently underperformed the past four years. Browns haven't had a winning record in 12 years. I'm going under eight and a half. Wow. So – I would say I think this is the right number again. I, if I had to pick, I uh, this is tough. This is really tough. This is just a no play for me. I don't even have a lean. Here's the issue, Steve. They're much better on the O-line with Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills, okay? Odell Beckham Jr. played all year with that hernia, then he had surgery. I played through that. That is hard. I think Baker Mayfield – understands the importance of this year, year three. 
and is looking to bounce back. And I just don't think we can discount. They had one of the worst coaches in NFL history. I mean, it, it was unbelievable how bad he was. And I just think that that permeates throughout the entire organization. So I think eight and a half is a good number. I don't really have a lean, no. I think you make a compelling case for the under, which is just the history of the organization. But I think there's a chance that history starts to change in Cleveland. If you remember, you and I both loved the under a year ago. How about the Denver Broncos, whose season win total is at seven and a half, Steve? Going to like over seven and a half, put one unit on that. You know, I think it's all about improved quarterback play. You look at Drew Locke and overall his numbers, pretty average, did go four and one. But I think his numbers were skewed by the one game he played in Kansas City. Remember, Kansas City defense was playing awesome at the end of the year. He had to play that game in the snow. I'm not saying it doesn't snow in Missouri, but uh, that clearly threw him off. So he's got one horrible number that is putting uh, Drew Locke's um, year 2019 numbers back down to slightly below average. You take that out, and all of a sudden he looks to be a very good quarterback. Denver looks to have upgraded offensively. Going to go over 7.5. Yeah, this to me, this is a lean under, right? So uh, the only play I've really had so far is the Buffalo Bills. I should have made it very clear. I'm putting two units on the Buffalo Bills over 8.5. For the Broncos, it's a lean under. Uh, Here's why. Jawan James opts out at right tackle. So they now have question marks at both right tackle and left tackle. So that's problem number one, especially with a young quarterback. Then your receivers are Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, all young guys, all rookies. So – I think next year, 2021 is the year for the Broncos. It's just an unfortunate year with the combo of the O-line issues and the lack of preparation and practice time with all of the youth on offense. And let's not forget, this defense is not what it used to be. I am leaning under on the Denver Broncos. In fact, you know what? I'm going to put one unit on the under seven and a half for the Denver Broncos. Let's keep it moving with the AFC South triumvirate. We will start with the Houston Texans. Their season win total is at seven and a half, uh, and it's basically even money. All right, I'm going to lean under seven and a half. I get it. Houston won 10 games last year. I also get the fact that Watson is a really good quarterback and a top five quarterback. And you don't make money going under seven and a half when you have a top five quarterback. But I look at those wide receivers and the house of cards could just fall. If Fuller stays healthy, if Cook stays healthy, Houston's probably going to win eight or nine games. But those guys have not been able to stay healthy throughout their careers, specifically Cook's most recently with, you know, with this concussion history. He could be out for the year by week four and Fuller seems to always get hurt. And there's no one behind these guys that I trust at all. So I think the biggest question you have to ask yourself, can the wide receiver stay healthy if you're going to go over or under? I'm going to lean under. So I'm going to I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over for two units with the Houston Texans. And I think Bill O'Brien is probably the worst front office executive in the league. He's also the head coach. I'm still going over two units. I'll tell you why. 
Deshaun Watson. Mr. Deshaun Watson. Not only that, though, their O-line actually got better as the year went last year, and they have everybody back up front. So the O-line should be very solid. When you think about all these other teams with the lack of practice time and preparation, Texans have all the boys back up front. I think that that really helps. They still have Deshaun. I think they get to eight wins, maybe nine. I don't see them only winning six or seven. Two units on the over seven and a half for the Houston Texans leads us to the Indianapolis Colts, whose season win total is at nine, Steve. Yes, I'm going to go under on the Colts for two units, and this is all about quarterback play. Everyone is like, oh, Phillip Rivers is going to make the difference versus Jacoby Brissett, and I don't have there being much of a difference at all. Uh, Football Outsiders reported scouts reporting Rivers losing some zip on his fastball. Sure looks like he always shot put the ball, frankly, but I saw that with my eyes, and because of that, the only way you can have the Colts, I know super easy schedule, easiest schedule in the NFL, but for the Colts to win 10 games, you have to have improved quarterback play, significantly improved quarterback play. And I'm not so sure that that is going to be the case. I get it. A much better O-line to protect Rivers. He's going to be 39, though. He's going to have to prove it to me. Uh, and let's go back two years ago. The Colts season win number was nine and a half. That was with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck for all his failings in big primetime games, was a very good quarterback. Phillip Rivers, at this stage of his his career, is not. I'm going under nine wins, two units. So this is a no play for me. I think they probably win eight, nine, or ten games. And I think eight is as likely as ten. I have them as the number one ranked offensive line in the league. I don't think they're as talented maybe as New Orleans, but they got all five guys back in the same spot. I think Rivers will do a great job getting the ball out quickly, even though he won't have to. Uh, And I think they've got some horses on defense. They've got some young skill guys that Rivers is going to have to bring along. You know, I don't feel great about them getting the 10 or 11. So this is a no play for me. Really don't have a strong lean. Either way, Jacksonville Jaguars, Steve, they are at four and a half. It's about as low of a number as you see. Yeah, and in fact, the Miami Dolphins last year were four. And that that really four is about the basement. So you got to be concerned about the Jaguars, their motivation. Are they going to be staring at the number one pick? The fact that they're going with the stash, Gardner Minshew at quarterback troubles me greatly. I have him very much at the bottom of my quarterback ratings. And this is a situation where if the Jaguars were trying to win the entire year, yeah, maybe they could get to five wins. I'm not so sure that winning is a priority. I think, yeah, they'd like to win, but I think they're looking more long-term. I'll lean under four and a half. I'm going under four and a half. I'll put one unit on it. It's such a low number that it's hard to do, but I'm going under four and a half. Look, I don't think they're really trying to win this year. They're really trying to stockpile draft picks. Calais Campbell and Jalen Ramsey last year and A.J. Boye and Yannick Ngakwe, he might still get traded. I mean, they're going young. It's rebuild 7.0 in Jacksonville. 
I don't think they get to five wins. I, I don't think they do it. I think they probably win three or four games. So I'll put one unit on the under for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How about next up, it's some AFC West time with the Chiefs. They're at 11 and a half, Steve. Going to lean over the 11 and a half. How can the Super Bowl champs be underrated? Well, you know, Mahomes wasn't healthy last year. He had the kneecap issue. He had the ankle injury. And the defense for the Chiefs really improved under the second half of the year under Spagnola. The Cheetah missed four games. Tyreek Hill, really five, because there was one game he went out, I think, against the Chargers in the first quarter. So I can make a case that the Chiefs team at the end of the year is much more representative of what they were over the course of the season when they only won 12 games. Of course, they do have a bullseye on their back having won the Super Bowl, and you've got to be concerned about that. I'm still going to lean over 11 and a half. Yeah, I'd probably lean over as well. Uh, I'm not going to put a bet on it just because I'm a little bit concerned about the mindset. Tyree kills says we want to win seven. Chris Jones says we're going to win at least five. Hey, guys, how about winning two? How about winning a second one? All right. You know who doesn't win have dynasties? Guys that are talking about winning five and seven. I mean, can you imagine if any Patriots ever said that with Bill Belichick? I mean, he, he would lose his mind. You can't do that. Uh, you know, I'll lean over because I think they probably will win 12 or 13. But I wouldn't be betting on them to win the Super Bowl again. That's for sure. If I am betting, I'm betting at DraftKings. If I am playing Daily Fantasy, I'm playing at DraftKings. How about what they got going on right now? Right now, you can celebrate the return to sports by giving away up to $100 million. That's what DraftKings is doing. A $1 million cash prize. So I'm talking about download the app. Sign up using promo code Ross, then enter DraftKings, free football survivor pool. Yeah, it really is that easy to claim your share of up to 100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a $1 million cash prize. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code Ross to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code Ross to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So not only are we talking sports book, but the DFS app is back. Just get that DraftKings app. I love it. I also love moving on to the next team, your hometown team now, officially, Steve, the Las Vegas Raiders. They are at seven. Ouch. What's the big on the under on the seven? The big on the under, it's it's straight money, minus 110. Wow, because the Raiders are seven and a half almost everywhere else. I'll make it a point that they're shading the Raiders low because the Raiders are going under. And seven halves are still very prevalently available. If you can get seven and a half under for two units, you know, I think this injury to Williams, number one wide receiver for the Raiders, is a really big deal. Uh, Laborman injury, he wants to try to play through it. Without that, you're looking at an unproven rookie. You're looking at 
Renfro, a third down guy, and Aguilar, a guy that absolutely didn't make it in Philly, being your wide receivers, and an embattled Derek Carr that um, there's talk that Mariota could be seeing some playing time, and I don't like Mariota at all. I'm a Carr fan. If you've got a suspect defense like the Raiders do and you don't have receivers, you're going to have to win shootouts. I think it's a major problem for the Raiders, two units under on my hometown team. Wow. Steve, I'm going the other way. I, I like that the Raiders, if you can't tell, I, I like the Raiders this year. I like that they've got the whole O-line back. Uh, as you can tell, that's been a major theme for me today. They got the whole line back. I think that this is year three for Carr with Gruden being pushed now by Mariota a little bit. The early reports on rugs are awesome. I love that they brought in Littleton and Kwiatkowski at linebacker. I, I'd be surprised they don't get the seven wins. I've got two units on the over seven wins for the Las Vegas Raiders. So we are going head to head. What about the Chargers at seven and a half, Steve? All right, I want to go over on the Chargers. I'm just going to lean over. The reasons being the Chargers were the most unlucky team I've ever seen last year. They only won five games, so many close game losses. And these weren't just close game losses. Sometimes a team wins, loses close games, but they were an underdog to win them. The Chargers are losing games they should have won. Uh, the game against Tennessee where they scored – three touchdowns in the final 30 seconds and all three got overturned and they wound up losing and fumbling on the goal line. Just one of many examples. However, I'm always concerned about the chargers. What's going to happen if they start three and five and all of a sudden Tyrod Taylor gets put out and they try and they trot out Herbert to see what he can do. So the danger of a rookie quarterback playing could absolutely train wreck my bet. I will say the limited fans are no fans in the NFL. No team benefits more than the Chargers from this because the Chargers get no home field advantage from their fans. There's more opposing team fans in the in their stadium than home fans. And obviously when they go into the road, they go into hostile situations. So that's a big plus for the Chargers, not having any fans or many fans in the stadium. I would just lean over seven and a half. Yeah, so the problem for... The the uh, Chargers, in my mind, is the whole rookie quarterback thing. I just don't believe that they're going to sit Herbert the whole season. I think Tyrod Taylor will probably have him around 500. And at some point, they'll put Herbert in and they won't get the eight wins. It's really that simple. I got two units on the under seven and a half for the Chargers. I've got no faith in Justin Herbert. None. And if he's good and I'm wrong then I'll lose those two units. But no faith in him, under seven and a half for the L.A. Chargers because they're going to put Herbert in sooner rather than later. What about the Miami Dolphins at six and a half, Steve? I think the very same handicap, right, where if you told me Fitzpatrick was going to play the whole year, I got Fitzpatrick as my number 15 quarterback overall and Miami a team that has – frankly, added a whole lot of talent. And I think there's some excitement from Miami and all their stats from last year aren't very good. But you got to remember the first couple of weeks, you talk about questionable motivation. The stats were so bad, epically bad. Think about that Baltimore game week one and the game against New England week two. So 
Miami is better than their underlying stats for the year. I want to go over, but no way am I putting my hard-earned money down when I might have to see Tua the final six games, and the learning curve is too steep, especially in a COVID year, I pass. Yeah, this is a no play for me, and it's because of Tua. I mean, I, look, he's coming off a year where he didn't finish the season, coming off a major injury. He'll be a rookie, limited practice time. And like Herbert, I still think he's going to play this year at some point. So I got to pass on the Dolphins. I, I guess, if anything, I would lean to the under, uh, depending on when they put Tua in. What about the Patriots? Over, under, eight and a half, heavy juice to the over. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and lean to the over. I really think that Bill Belichick is light years the best coach of the NFL. And if anyone can navigate through a COVID year and all the challenges that present themselves, I think it's Belichick. I understand all the opt-outs. I understand all the losses on the defensive line and linebacker. Now, the good news is at least there's some continuity there where New England, I think five of their six starters there are still in-house. Uh, but those are big um, talent downgrades in those positions. But that defense, frankly, number one in the league last year, still awesome. they're still awesome at safety. They're still awesome at cornerback. Major holes in the other half of the defense there. But um, Cam Newton, I got to be honest, if you look at that 2018 Cam, his first eight games, his stats were comparable to where he was when he won the MVP in 2015. Now there's the question, is he ever going to play at that level again? If he does, he's better than Brady and better than what Brady is right now. He's not better than Brady because I only have Brady as an average quarterback and certainly Cam should be an average quarterback if he has his health. That is a big question, certainly. Um, bottom line is New England always outperforms expectations. There's no way I'm going under. I will lean strongly to the over. Yeah, I love the under nine and a half when they were up at nine and a half. Now down at eight and a half after the opt-outs, I kind of like the over. I mean, I think they get the nine wins. The other reports on Cam have all been positive. So I will lean to the over as well. What about the Jets at six and a half, Steve? Yeah, there's very little to like about the Jets, and the betting marketplace is aware of it, and that's why they bet the Jets down from seven to six and a half. I am not a Darnold fan. The narrative is, hey, the Jets went six and two when, with Darnold at the end of the year. The truth is they went six and two despite Darnold, and he certainly was not good in the final four weeks of the season. So not being optimistic about Darnold, looking at the losses in the defense – if anything, I'll lean under on the Jets, no play. Yeah, I'm going to go under on the Jets. Uh, I mean, no C.J. Mosley again. They trade Jamal Adams. You know, that is not a recipe for success. Uh, they big-time overachieved last year on defense with Greg Williams. He's good, but he's not that good. And I like the reinforcements along the offensive line, but it's going to take those guys some time to gel. And then you look at the receiving core – Mims hasn't even practiced yet. Perriman's had his issues. They're all new guys for Darnold. I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL. It's like the Jets are trying to ruin Darnold by what they've done over the last few years. I'll put a unit on the under six and a half for the Jets. Actually, make it two units 
They're going to go off to a slow start. People are going to be calling for Gaze to be fired. It's going to be a mess. Two units under six and a half for the New York Jets. How about the Steelers? They are at nine. Yeah, they managed to win eight games last year with their backup quarterbacks. If Big Ben has anything close to where he was at, I have to look over with the Steelers. I'm not sure that that's the case, however. Just too many, too many uncertainties. And I got to be honest, without any preseason games to even look at any um, uh, film on Big Ben, I got to pass. Yeah, this is a clear pass to me. I mean, the nine is a good number. I, I think that I, if I had to lean, I'd probably lean over when you combine the defense and Ben. But a lot of uncertainties there. I'll pass on that one. How about – I'll pass with you. How about the last one, Steve? It's the Titans at eight and a half. Yeah, so Tennessee Titans. I am a believer in Tannehill. I think the Titans are undervalued based upon their um, slow performance to start the year with Mariota, and that team was just playing at such an awesome level. I have concerns, however, that they ran their running back absolutely into the ground in the playoffs, and I could see him getting injured or regressing because of that. I'm going to lean over despite it on the Titans. Yeah, it's another pass for me. I think they're an eight or nine win team. It's hard for me to believe what I saw from Tannehill. It, it just is. And I think Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, deserves a lot of credit, but I'm not sure we're going to see it again. Uh, I guess time will tell. You know, they lose their right tackle, Jack Conklin, so there's a downgrade there. The kid they take in the first round to replace him shows up at a college party, so he's had his issues. They don't have Jarrell Casey on defense anymore, so uh, it's a pass for me in Tennessee as well. So there you go. Those are our picks for the AFC season win totals. Next week, obviously, we will do the NFC. Not a single best bet, Steve. And, in fact, a couple instances where we're going head-to-head, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it as well. One note, the reason Ross and I focus on season win numbers and we're not betting uh, bets on who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to win the division, the like, the dastardly bookies take so much vig in those pools very, very difficult to win. The pros love betting season wins where you can bet over or bet under. You can bet both ways. That's the way the pros put most of their money into these futures. He is at Fezzik Sports on Twitter and only at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere, including our YouTube page where you can check out Steve and all of our best social clips from every show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Can't tell you how much it means when you go ahead and rate and review the show. It means a great deal. We'll be back every Tuesday all season with our picks, our best bets, and we'll let you know how we did the week before so you can keep us honest. That's the idea. We love this show. We love how many of you love the show. Please check out the Fantasy Feast, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, College Draft, Business of Sports, and more all available at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts may be found. Although I think that's exactly what the guy is about to say in about 10 seconds after I say good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. 
Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.